From the headlines to to the the sidelines, it's the Kings, the 49ers, the Raiders, the Republic. Vocal on the local. Third hour of the show. Let's uh, start this hour off with some Kings, Rami. Okay. So Denver, clearly, hindsight, we look back at it because, you know, during the season we were talking about how tight the West was and that the Western Conference was wide open. Uh, But I think now when you look back at it, when you look at, you know, the Denver Nuggets season, and maybe we we kind of looked at the post All Star break Nuggets struggles a little too deeply. Mm-hmm. Maybe they figured some things out during those quote unquote struggles. But Denver clearly the number one team in the West this year, and they've proven that during this playoff run. Sacra- no, not Sacramento, Doctor Dre. Settle down. We're talking Denver. Um. And and one could argue, Rami, and you made the argument last segment during the overreaction, that this could be a dynasty, that this could be a big-time run for this team. I mean, when you think about their ages, right, they have a great timeline. Uh, they're locked in, Jamal Murray, Jokic, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, they got a lot of guys locked in, and they have that stability. They have that stability uh, from Michael Malone and even above him. So you could you could make the argument that the Nuggets could be on the precipice of a dynasty, a dynastic run. And uh, ESPN's Get Up, we're discussing that this morning, and, and Brian Custer, who was filling in for Greeny, was with Monica McNutt, Alan Hahn, and Marcus Spears, and here's what Custer had to say. I'm going to go with a team you guys probably forgot about. How about the Sacramento Kings? Let's got go. the got the coach of the year, Mike yes. Brown. Yes. They got the most okay. clutch guy in the fourth yes. quarter in De'Aaron oh, Fox. Demonis Sabonis. Right, look, I want him to work on his mid-range game this summer. But this that is a team on the right. They took them to seven. Golden you State. You are tripping, but it's fine. Let's go. No, no, no. Hey, you know what we need? You know, swag so Look, we need oven mitts. That's the hottest take. There you go. Today. Ah, oven mitts. That's not that even even that hot of a take. So. So that was to the question of which team in the West could pretty much battle the Nuggets in their dynasty. Mm -hmm. And again, that's uh, Brian Custer filling in for Greeny, who said he thinks it's the Kings and pretty much everybody else around him reacted as if he was the biggest moron on the planet. (laughs) Marcus Spears was flat out disappointed. Disappointed. In in the pick. He said it. He was like, oh, man, you got me disappointed. I don't. That's not that hot of a take, man. When you look around the rest of the, of the Western Conference, and, you know, I was just about to say, I don't understand how this is still happening with the Kings after they finished third in the West. But I I do understand because I, I said this was going to happen. One year does not dispel everything that, that looms, that hangs around the Sacramento Kings in right. terms of their reputation, right. in terms of the perception. Of this organization, you gotta win. You gotta at least win a playoff series before you you have washed all that stink off of you. You you know what I mean. So I get why why it's still happening. But when Jay Han says get him some oven mitts because that's the hottest take of the year. When you look at the the facts of this thing, Nick, it's not that hot of a take, really. I mean, you pointed out the Denver Nuggets, and this was something. This was while you were out. 
when you had that that couple weeks absence, and I said this to I believe it was Jay who was filling in for you simultaneously, like when when the Nuggets are playing the Lakers in that series. And it dawned on me like, oh, this might be like the last gasp or one of the last gasps of this Lakers team. When you look at the age of LeBron, Anthony Davis, his injury history and and everything that goes with it. But simultaneously, I had the epiphany of, oh, man, this Nuggets team, like a like you said, Nick, much better than maybe we gave them credit for during the regular season. And also you look at the core of this team and they're very young, all between 24 and 28 years old, I think. When you look at at the core of of that Denver Nuggets team, so they're they're really really good, probably better than than we had given them credit for, and appear to be a problem for a long time for the Kings and anybody else out west. But man, you look around the rest of the West, Nick, and any other contender comes with huge problems in terms of the age of their superstars and their core. And the injury history of their superstars and their core. Whether you're talking about Memphis and everything surrounding John Morant, and and they're going to sort of overhaul that roster a little bit this year. Dylan Brooks is not coming back under any circumstances, as as they put out there. Phoenix, Kevin Durant ain't getting any younger. They don't know what they're doing with Chris Paul. DeAndre Ayton has been a headache for them. The Clippers, we know all the problems with the Clippers. Golden State getting older. The Lakers getting older. Minnesota's a mess. Honestly, Nick, if it's not the Kings, the other team that makes sense to me, I go all the way down to the Oklahoma City Thunder. When you look at at the age of their core and the fact that they were able to sneak into the play-in tournament this year and, and what SGA has has done in terms of the leap he's made in his development, to me, when you look, just look at the age and where these teams are, it's either the Kings or maybe the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, that depends on what moves are made this offseason. Trades are going to happen. Free agency gonna, is going to happen. I could change my tune real, real quick based on what happens this offseason. But to me, not that hot of a take to say that the Sacramento Kings are possibly the biggest obstacle in the way of some kind of Denver Nuggets Western Conference dynasty, if not an NBA dynasty. Yeah, he's Rami Amcattles on a Monday, Sacktown Sports. Look, I don't think it's crazy by any stretch to mention the Kings as being a part of this conversation. And Rami just went through a number of the other teams and, and how their outlook is heading into this offseason. And yes, there are a lot of moves to be made. Of course, I'm not going to sleep on the Spurs. They have tons of cap space and they're going to draft Victor Wembanyama. Now, does that mean this coming year? I wouldn't go this coming year, but in year two of Wemby, you know, depending on who else they add to that team with all the space, we'll see what happens. A, a lot can go down. But you can also look at when we talk of the offseason and what teams can do, you have to look in the backyard. You've got to look at what the Kings can do because the Kings – they have a lot of options. You know, they, they have the opportunity of having $20-plus million in cap space. Not a lot of teams have that. They have the cap space to do something, and they can create even more cap space if they'd like to. So you've got money. You've got Keegan Murray, who, you know, again, I think the biggest question about him is whether or not he is going to uh, be even better than what many thought. I thought he had the ceiling to be a multiple-time All-Star. I still believe that. Could he take a leap and be a top 15 to 20 guy? We'll have to wait and see. But you'll have the development of year two Keegan as well. So you have $20 million or more in cap space. You've got Keegan after a really, really good rookie season coming into year two. You would 
absolutely expect him to be better. And you also have year two of not just Keegan, but year two of Mike Brown. This staff is no longer brand new, right? Mm-hmm. And his staff has stayed intact. Jordy Fernandez did not get a head coaching gig. So Jordy will be back with Mike. And he will still have the assortment of coaches on the bench that he had this year. He'll have Doug back. He'll have Triano back. He'll have Luke Laux back. He'll have all of those guys back on this coaching staff. So there's going to be some cohesion from year to year, which is huge. And you also have these guys that will be playing for Mike Brown and knowing exactly what to expect. They now know the program. They now know the schemes. They now know their responsibilities. And we're talking about a team. We're talking about a franchise that finally got that playoff drought off their back. So I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's, oh, as you said, Rami, get the oven mitts out, Alan Hahn with the corny joke. I don't I don't think it's that hot of a take. They were the third team in the Western Conference this year. And, and again, if they upgrade and they have the vehicles to upgrade, and I would expect them to upgrade because Monty's good at what he does, then why would they not be at least part of the conversation when they were a three seed and won almost 50 games this year? Why not? I think it's a hotter take. I think one of them picked the on the panel picked the Lakers, if I'm not mistaken. Man, we don't even know what the Lakers roster looks like next year with all the free agents that they have. Austin Reeves, Rui Achimura, D'Angelo Russell, like and and then you just look at the age of of LeBron and and everything that surrounds AD. Like the, to me saying the Lakers are a bigger problem for a a Nuggets dynasty is is a hotter take than saying that the Kings are because we just have no idea who or what the Lakers are by the time next season rolls around. Uh, by the way, just announced from Eric Spolstra, Tyler Hero will play tonight. Uh, Coach Spo said it's all hands on deck. They're going to go with their normal rotation, and we'll see how things play out. So uh, Tyler Hero does indeed return to uh, the finals and return to the playoffs, and he'll be uh, he'll be out there tonight, game five. For the Miami Heat. We'll see how much of a difference that that makes. But, hey, at least they get a 20-point-per-game score back in their lineup. Uh, your thoughts on the Kings. Is it outrageous? Is it an oven-mitt hot take to say that the Kings could be the team to disrupt a possible Nuggets run, a possible Nuggets dynasty? one 800 is the telephone number. Text line is 916-339-1140. Of course, you can catch us on YouTube, youtube.com, Sacktown Sports 1140. And when you swing by, give us that thumbs up. We always appreciate those likes. We'll get to your reaction on the Kings. Also in 90 seconds, did the Raiders offseason just get worse? With you one mile at a time during the afternoon drive. Cattles and Robbie. Sacktown Sports. Did the Raiders offseason get even worse over the weekend? That's possible. Uh, We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. First, some reaction from the fine people listening to the show. Of course, YouTube.com, Sacktown Sports 1140. You can chat in there as you watch and listen. Uh, Willie Bowen, there's always... There's always the danger when we do overreaction Monday that somebody is going to parachute into the segment and not quite get the bit. And I feel like our friend Willie uh, is a victim of that. 
Bad what, timing. What did Willie? Uh, uh, Willie posted that Dwight Howard is not the best center that played in the NBA. I disagree, Willie. I doubled down too. He got mad at me. He called me a name. Called really? Me, he called me clueless. <laughs> you got Willie worked up. Yeah. Uh, Willie, what's for dinner? I'm Willie worked up right that's, now. That's the real question. <laughs> Damn wow. it, Nate. Wow. Poof. It's like a kick to the chest. Uh, it's a little wake up kick. Is that what you call it? Yeah, we're midday through the show. You gotta, you know, something. <sighs> yeah, I guess. Well, Kyle jumped in because of course he did. Uh Kyle jumped in and said, I'm with Nate. Dwight Howard is the number one center in NBA history. It's tough to argue. It's Unequivocally. Tough to, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't even know. Undeniably. Who else could you even make a, a case for? No, I mean, he's literally Superman. So, Good point. That might be the strongest point of all. Yeah. He was indeed nicknamed Superman. Again, I, mean, I, could I maybe go Bill Cartwright, but other than that, it's Dwight Howard, man. Text line, very excited about the A's off of my Monday overreaction. How about them A's? Five straight dubs. Watch out. Gonna, Sweep over the weekend. They're going to ruin my prediction, my on-the-record prediction that they would set the record for losses in a season. Five straight road wins, Rami? Are you kidding me? They're going to mess around and ruin it. They got the uh, Rays visiting. Just wait until they sweep the Rays. Who? The who? Just wait. Yeah, who? What? Yeah, I don't the even... Rays. Rhymes with A's. We just care about the A's. Get them Rays. Hey, wait, just wait until they sweep the Rays, Rami. Oh, We're going to have a parade. Eight in a row? Parade City. Parade City, USA. Go put my chair out there. Stop paying attention to Nevada. Where would the parade be? The real story's in Oaktown. Uh, all right, let's get to some of the Kings' reaction. We asked uh, whether or not the Kings could be an issue. Willie says you guys should do your NBA homework. Still not getting the bit. Um, so we asked uh, whether or not for dinner? You, Willie, thought for the, dinner? you thought the Kings uh, could, could actually uh, disrupt what, what some at least are thinking could end up being a, a dynastic run by the Denver Nuggets. And we, both you and I said it's not crazy. It's not crazy talk to mention the Kings in the conversation as far as teams that might threaten the Western Conference champion? Why would it be crazy? On the base of it, the third seed in the conference this year. They got two all-NBA players. And their core is as young, if not younger, than this than the Nuggets team that we're talking about. And we got 20-plus million dollars of cap space we can talk about. We have a developing and improving Keegan Murray that we can talk about. We have a coaching staff that's in its second year. That will have much more of a handle on the players and, and how to utilize them best. The players will know the scheme better. Uh, Beeman in YouTube says it took about 20 games this past year to get a rotation that worked. I'm excited to have a, a whole season plus off season with the same core. Yes, minus HB. I, I would, as I've said from the very beginning of this off season, I would like to see the Heat, not the Heat. I'm watching the Heat. I'm watching Tyler Hero on TV. I would like to see the Kings upgrade from HB. I would I would prefer that. And I know I've seen some people. I saw Matt George tweeting out that he, he thinks, you know, bringing back HB is not the worst thing in the world. And I, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. But no. you go into this offseason trying to upgrade. That That's that's the number one thing. And I know Matt was talking about it in context with, you know, possible trades you could pull off. Look, you could just let him walk. You can let HB walk. You can right. renounce his rights. And you'll have 20-plus million in cap space. You could stretch Rashawn Holmes. You could do different things. 
I it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But, yeah, I'd, I'd like to upgrade also. I don't know if it's Riesling or Riesling, 73, but the Kings cannot challenge the Nuggets without adding any size to their roster first. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a huge priority. Huge priority for Monty this offseason. You've got to add, uh, I think, at least a couple of wings. Maybe you bring back Trey Lyles and then you add one or two more wings. You can add a wing, you know, via the draft. You can add a wing via free agency. Add to that front court, three slash four kind of guy. Uh, and, and I also think you need a legitimate backup to Domas at the five. Appreciate Alex Lenz to the three-week spurt that we saw, but you need somebody that you can commit to and depend on, and I just don't think they have that guy right now backing up Domas from what we saw this past year. Brooke Lopez. That's Rami's guy. Yes. Brooke Lopez. Make it happen. Uh, all right, we'll get back to the Kings and all that good stuff in a little while, but uh, wanted to jump to uh, the Raiders here. Cattles and Rami, Sacktown Sports on this Monday so Josh Jacobs, not at the facility. This should not be a surprise. Uh, he has the franchise tag placed upon him. He has not signed that yet. It's for $10.1 million. And uh, Jacobs ended up going to Twitter to tweet out the following. Sometimes it's not about you. We got to do it for the ones after us, Rami. Doesn't sound good. Sounds like he's looking to set a precedent and to fix the running back market. For, for future running backs who will come after him. And, Nick, I just – I I respect the idea, the thought that he's having, and I would love I would love to see it happen. I think, I think he deserves the money. I think a lot of running backs deserve the money with the beating that they take and the sacrifice that they make for these organizations. But the reality of the situation is it's probably not going to happen. And when you're talking smart football business, look, I've taken – a lot of issues with how the Raiders have, have done business and some of the decisions that they've made in terms of players who they've let go and players who they've brought in. I, I can't blame them for not wanting to give top dollar to, to Josh Jacobs or, or any, any organization. We, we're seeing the same thing play out in New York with Saquon Barkley, who's a better running back than, than Josh Jacobs, one could argue. I it's not smart business the way things are drawn up now, Nick, to be giving top dollar to running backs that are in their late 20s or approaching their 30s. It just isn't. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate for Jacobs and the vast majority of running backs out there that this is just a reality. It's just the reality of the position that you play. It's the market. And no team is going to dramatically go over market price for that position. It's just not going to happen. It's really not. I mean, Derrick Henry had a historical run in Tennessee, and look at the deal he got. He didn't get a great deal by any means. And he was in the same situation as Jacobs is. He was looking at the franchise tag, and he ended up getting a you know two, three-year deal out of it, pretty much guaranteed money. But it wasn't like there was, you know, oh, my goodness, Look at the look at the money that he just brought in. It's the running back reality. I would also say for Jacobs, the other unfortunate part is, you know, Vegas, they're not a championship contender. Right. I mean, they might think they are, but I don't think they are. I don't think they think they so are. So they're not a team that says to themselves, We're one player away, right? Like we 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 got gotta Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. We, we're gonna we're gonna tank our chances of winning a Super Bowl this year. We gotta pay that guy as much money as possible. Right. And when you look at, you know, some of these deals that have been signed recently by running backs, I mean, look at Ezekiel Elliott's deal. 
and how that backfired on Dallas. Like, it's just the way the world works. And if you're not playing for a contender who feels desperate that they have to overpay for somebody, and they still probably wouldn't overpay a running back, but, you know, under that hypothetical scenario, you're not dealing with that if you're Josh Jacobs. You're on a team that might win, what, seven, eight games? Might. And I understand Jacobs trying to sit out because it's really the only thing he can do at this point. There's not much else he can do. The problem, though, another problem for Jacobs is the fact that him sitting out does nothing for him. Right. The Raiders can just kick the can down the road. Does nothing for Josh Jacobs. He's either going to have to sign, suck it up, and play football, or sit out the entire season and not gain anything from it. And you're dealing with a front office and a head coach that, you know, believes in the school of Belichick. Bill Belichick, not well known for acquiescing in contract negotiations. And McDaniels and Ziegler probably looking at this thing going, you're a running back, bro. Like, yeah, you were really good. Mm-hmm. No one's denying that Josh Jacobs is really good at what he does. He's a top back in the league. The problem is, again, the market in this specific situation he's in. I don't know what the fix is, but somebody's got to stand up for running backs in the room the next time the NFLPA gets together to negotiate ACBA because they get screwed more than anybody. When you look at their shelf life, Nick, and and their 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 earning window, their their peak earning window, it's it comes before they they get to hit free agency for the first time. You yeah. know what I mean? And and so guys find themselves in the situation that Josh Jacobs and. Saquon Barkley are in now where by the time you you can go to the table and say hey look at what I've done they go okay but look at what running backs have done past the age that you're at in in previous seasons we are not going to pay you you know what I mean so, something's got to change for running backs and somebody's got to speak up for them to 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 make things right because they just keep on getting screwed and keep on getting put in the corner by these teams all right so uh not the best offseason in the world for Ra- for the Raiders and uh, not not looking much better with the whole Josh Jacobs contract dispute. And he doesn't seem like he's too thrilled with what's going on. 1-800-920-1140, 916-339-1140 is the text line. Don't forget all guests come to you from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda your is one- your one-stop Honda oh, shop. Oh. Yeah, that was Damn awful. It. That, that was really bad. That was yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was a little overzealous. I'll I'll Shut it down. Back I here. think we. I think we've got a. You know, we might want to sit it out for the next few days after that one. Might want to. Might want to kind of regather our thoughts what after that one. There, that was, really that was an abomination. Bad. What, what really happened? Bad. An abomination. I'm sorry to our sponsor. Uh, would it be crazy for an NBA franchise to pass on LeBron? That's coming up. Cattles and Rami. Cattles and Rami. Cattles and Rami. Sports. Rambi, you're talking about running backs and trying to fix things, their contractual status. Yes. They keep getting hosed over and over and over again because the rookie contracts, you know, you're looking at four years, and if you're a first-round pick, you're looking at five years. And how many running backs are more valuable going into year, like, six than they were in year one? It's very difficult. And by the way, we will get back to the NBA in a moment. But the text line... 916-339-1140. 916-339-1140. The fix is that rookie running back's first contract is two years, and then they either get extended or franchised, start the cycle earlier. Uh, the problem with that is there's no way the owners will say yes to that. Right. It's just no way. They're not going to say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll give any rookie two years, and then we have to re-up them. Not happening. 
Uh, and you're not you're not going back now from where you are, right? Like you you got four years, and then you got the fifth year option on first round picks, or you know you can have at least you know three years on on a lot of these deals. I, I just I don't I don't see the NFL saying okay we're going to take a big step back and and now we're going to allow because of the kindness of our hearts. Uh, we're talking about NFL owners here. Out of the kindness of our hearts, we're going to give a break to the running back position. And like I said when when I when I first said it, I don't know what the fix is. I'm not I'm not a labor there uh, isn't one. I'm not I'm not a labor dispute expert or anything like that. And you're right, there might not be one, Nick. There there might just not be a good fix. And running backs are just going to continue to get stuck between a rock and a hard place, like like we're seeing with Jacobs and Barkley right now. The fix is when you're younger, don't play running back. That, yeah. If a coach tries to put you in run, at running back, be like, Psh, I'm done. If it, the only way you can make a team, then of course you're going to play the position. But if you have skills and you could play other positions and you're in like high school and someone tries to put you at running back, hey, coach, I love you, but thanks, but no thanks. That was okay? the position I wanted to play growing up. I'll play if, every other position but that one. Thanks. I don't, I don't know if it's just because, you know, growing up with Walter Payton, but that was the position I wanted to play growing up. Not that so, I ever had a chance. I was fat, very fat. Be uh, it'll be it'd be tough to to shift gears now. We're also talking about uh, the Kings and their ability of of possibly disrupting this this Nuggets run, which could end up in a dynasty. Get up talked about it this morning. Uh, text line HB is our Swiss Army knife because we were talking about upgrading from HB. One thing we could have used in the playoffs was to slow down at times and let him post up. Uh, if he wants to post up, I, I don't even know if HB wants to post up. HB does a number of things that are, you know, really good. But there are some issues, and I think you could upgrade from him. You know, he goes and disappears at times. Uh, His playoff numbers are his playoff numbers. He has not been a very good playoff, you know, player. His playoff numbers are brutal. And it's not, it's not, we don't just have a few games to go on. The sample size is, is sizable. His three-point shooting has been kind of all over the place the last two years, especially last year. He had one ridiculously hot month, and other than that, it was it was not great. And you know he's about to be walking into his thirties. Now again, if if you could get him for less money, and you're able to address multiple needs, we could have that conversation. But if you're telling me that your move this offseason is to bring back Harrison Barnes to go along with maybe Sasha Vizenkov in like a third point guard and a backup big. I don't think that's enough. I think you need more. So I I don't mind HB as like option four or five on a team to bring his experience and his, you know, his calm, cool, collected mentality, his leadership. But aside from intangibles, I, I think you could absolutely upgrade on the floor from him. Text line, my hot take, the Heat win the next three. Tyler Hero limps his way into finals MVP. <laughs> now that could be is that oven going hot. Ba- is that going back to overreaction Monday? Yes. Okay, yeah, that, all right. That could be oven mitt hot. Yes. As far as the take goes. All right, Cattles and Rami, Sacktown Sports here on a Monday. Uh, let's stick with the NBA. If we've learned one lesson from the NBA, Rami, it's the fact that superstars want out. They usually get out. Yes. Now, we also know that LeBron has a very good relationship with Kyrie again. They they weren't very close for a few years, but it seems like they've kissed and made up and they're trying to 
maneuver and finagle and manipulate a, a way to kind of play together again. So one question we have not discussed about the whole Kyrie, LeBron, Luka thing is, if you were Dallas, because we focus from L.A.'s standpoint, right? But if you were Dallas and you had some way, you could, you could spin a three-team trade, you could do something, and you'd land LeBron while keeping Luka and Kyrie. Would you make that deal if you were Dallas? Because I saw some people writing. I saw an article in The Athletic last week saying, hey, uh, even LeBron wouldn't necessarily help this situation in Dallas. Would you make that deal if you were the map? Yeah, I think I'd do. I, I, and I know we, we've talked plenty, Nick, and, and you've talked specifically plenty about the the ramifications of the new CBA and how hard it is to be going to be to get two and especially three superstars on one roster and then put uh, a decent roster around them, the one that's good enough to, to give them the, the support they're going to need to make and maintain championship runs. But even with that being said, and even with LeBron's age, call me crazy, call me naive, call me foolish. Wouldn't be the first time I've been called any of those things. But just the the sheer magnitude of star power between Luka, LeBron, and Kyrie is just too appealing to me yeah. if I'm the Mavericks and I can make that happen. It's just too appealing to me. And beyond that, Nick, we've talked about the fact that maybe the best way to extend LeBron's career and effectiveness is to kind of make him the number two in a big two or a big three. And some people thought maybe Anthony Davis could make that happen in Los Angeles. I think that ship has sailed with, with Anthony Davis. I think Luka could do that. I think Luka could be the number one in that big three, and and maybe even LeBron could be the number three guy in terms of their importance and and their usage rate. Kyrie could be the number two guy in that big three, and LeBron can kind of take a back seat, and maybe that that just stretches his career a little bit more in terms of what he can squeeze out of it, both individually and in terms of team success. Yeah, if I'm Dallas, I'm 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 trying to make it happen if it's at all possible. I don't think it's a championship team, but if I were Dallas, I would I would do it. It, look, you've got to go all-in mode for Luka because there's a lot of rumors swirling. There's a lot of chatter that Luka could leave Dallas if they don't make a run here, if they, if they don't bring in more. He's got his eyes towards sexier markets, right? So if if you're Dallas, this might be your best chance to keep Luka in town for the next several years. This yeah. might be your shot. And you got to take your shot. I think that was part of the reason why they traded for Kyrie. It's the thought of, hey, man, if we could get Kyrie with Luka, then maybe just maybe Luka will slow the roll and maybe he'll think about staying here longer. So when you have Luka sitting there, you got to go all-in mode. And with the new CBA, a lot of teams are going to be looking at two, three-year windows, Rami. That's the way it's going to be. It's going to be very, very difficult to build and sustain a, a championship-level team with this new CBA that starts next offseason. It's going to be very difficult. So when you've got a chance to strike when the iron's hot, you do it. And, and I think that's what Dallas would have to do. Maybe you draw more free agents for less money because of LeBron and Luka and Kyrie. And really, what do you have to lose? At least you could turn around and tell Luka we tried. Yeah. If it doesn't work, hey, man, look, we tried. We kept Kyrie. We did all we could to get LeBron here. We got you LeBron. Yeah, it just didn't work out. And maybe that'll give them another chance with Luke as the centerpiece. But I would go for it. I would go for it considering some of the Luca stuff we've heard. 
All right, how is Antonio Brown as an Arena League franchise owner? <laughs> we'll have the crazy tales for you next. Your afternoon home for Kings Talk and more. This is Cattles and Rami on Sacktown Sports. We will have some tickets to give away for you coming up in a little while. You want to stay tuned. Oh, will we now? Yeah, these are tickets that I'm sure you are very, very interested in. Oh, uh, I saw these. Yes, Dirk's Bentley tickets. Yeah. We know that. Yeah, Rami's gone already. I was hoping. Your insatiable love for sometimes, country music. Sometimes if people don't claim those, you know, they'll pass them on to a host. I'm just fingers crossed. Well, we got you, you know set up I mean? with a box already. That is You're true. You're set. That is true, yeah. yeah. I'll be in the box for that one. Uh, Dirk's Bentley. Dirks. You're going to be playing at Lake Tahoe. That guy, Dirks. So uh, your chance to win those tickets in a little while. So if you happen to like country, you want to stay tuned for that. We'll give away those tickets soon. But, Rami, I don't know how many people know this, but Antonio Brown owns an Arena Football League team. The team is called the Albany Empire, and uh, it is a mess. Really? It is a straight-up, could you imagine? It is a straight-up mess. So the Times Union wrote about this. And uh, here's an excerpt from the story. The Albany Empire haven't paid players or coaches since April 21st. That seems like a problem. That's according to one of the team's top players. Uh, Coach Damon Ware confirmed the lack of payment and said last week that he has left the team. Ware, along with wide receiver Darius Prince, quarterback Sam Castronova, were part of the Empire personnel who did not receive room keys for the team's Albany Hotel. (laughs) The acting team president said they have been suspended from the team. Prince, who was the MVP of the league last season, if you're wondering, currently leads the league with 10 touchdowns. The MVP of the whole league. Yes, not getting paid and not getting a a hotel room. And then you also have uh, Castronova, the quarterback, who averages 241 yards a game, which is a league high. So two of your best players, not getting paid, not getting room keys for their hotels in Albany. No one received direct deposits on April 28th ahead of Sunday's game. The team played at the Carolina Cobras without pay, one player said, speaking on condition of anonymity. Now, after the Cobra victory, AB tweeted, who's the best players in the country who wants to play for the Albany Empire? The team also posted on Instagram that it was looking for a head coach, wide receiver, defensive back, lineman, and backup quarterback. Though Castronova was the only quarterback rostered. Uh, where is the second head coach to leave the team this season, Rami? This season? This season. And left. Two coaches, gone. Not fired. Left. Uh, he is leaving following the departure of Tom Menace, who won two titles with the Empire. So you have a two-time championship coach. And an MVP. And an MVP. And one of the, at least statistically, one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And they can't keep their job. For Antonio Brown. It's all falling off a cliff here. Menace was let go just before the season start. So, uh, again, things not going well for Antonio Brown in Albany. And uh, the aforementioned Castronova, the team's quarterback, or at least the team's former quarterback, was on the Sideline Spectator podcast and said this about A.B.'s ownership. 
So Antonio Brown, back in March or whatever it was, he he bought the team for the ninety five percent ownership stake uh, originally. So, so yeah. it wasn't. It was fifty fifty. He said yeah. he was telling people it was ninety five, and it was only fifty fifty. That's exactly so what I was about to say. Yeah. Um, off the rip, it was like he was lying to people. So <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and then well, and then he he reported, which I don't know. You might know better, but then he. He did report, like himself, which, you know, take that with a grain of salt, that he did purchase 95% from his partner for a dollar. That's literally that, what... That, that did happen. Our owner was, our other owner was so sick of it, he sold out for a dollar because he was so sick of it and all the money he had put into it. He didn't want to lose any more money, so he sold out. He sold. So there was a 5% owner, and there was AB and our old owner named Mike, and they were 47.50 and 47.50. And he sold the other forty-seven fifty for a dollar. The dude Mike, who owned forty-seven point five percent of the team, dude, what is this? Was so pissed and done with AB. <laughs> what is this operation that they're running? Here? Sold the team for a buck. For a buck. I highly recommend listening to that whole podcast. <laughs> I was listening to it earlier to cut that. It's good. It's good stuff. It's very good stuff. Starts so we, around the twenty-minute mark. If you're curious. So we have uh, we have a couple of other stories that I wanted to share because that's not all. There's more. Uh, the first game of the season, Rami, was played under previous ownership, which Albany won 70-33. to 33. Okay? Everything was normal. A.B. officially took over by game two. That game was a last-second loss. During the game, one Empire player injured his ankle was taken to urgent care. When the trainers went to pay the $150 copay, Brown's card was declined. Whoops. That was the first sign things were about to go sideways. Then we go to the Orlando game. The Orlando game was another last-minute loss, ending with the Empire's final drive failing at the goal line on a batted pass. No sooner did they get on the bus for the trip home to Albany than Brown called the head coach, his second, as we mentioned earlier, since he'd fired the guy who'd won the championship the year before. (laughs) He calls the second coach to chew him out. A.B. screamed, you guys suck. (laughs) The coach screamed back, "Say say that to my face, mother bleeper. And Brown promptly fired him. That was 10 minutes into a 12-hour bus ride. So the coach, the coach who just just The rest of that bus ride had to be fun. The coach who just called the team owner a mother bleeper, getting into a screaming argument over the phone, gets fired. And for 11 hours and 50 minutes, you're on the bus with your fired coach. Sure, that wasn't too awkward. I'm sure, that was a great time. <laughs> who thought it was a good idea to let Antonio Brown in the ownership group? Who who made that decision? Like, isn't there's you know how like in the NFL, like in the NFL, they, they're saying you know before the Dan Snyder sale of the Commanders can go through, there has to be a vote, and a certain amount of owners have to approve whoever is the buyer. Do they not? They they can't have that in the Amer- in the Arena Football League, right? There's no way. There's that- a reason. There's a big gap between how much money players make, right? There's clearly they just let whatever happen. Uh, there's there's no way that the majority of the rest of the AFL owners were like, you know what? Yeah, good idea. Good idea to get Antonio Brown involved. And then the card getting declined for the one hundred fifty dollar copay. Oof. Brutal. Yeah, that's brutal. That's you're really off to a bad start right there. There's that. I'm leaving. 
I'm leaving right then and there if I'm an employee of that company. I'm just walking out the door. Rami, I, mean, I know you know more about this than me. Wasn't A.B. supposed to play on this team, yes, too? Yes, yes he yeah. was. He was supposed to play a game he on this said, team, and then he stood on the sideline yeah. for the entirety of the game. Yeah. He, he said he was going to play. Uh, a number of people bought tickets, and when they got to the game, A.B. was just standing there. In street clothes. In street clothes. Yeah. On the sideline. What do you expect, though, if you're buying those tickets? This is the guy that walked out on Tom Brady. Like, oh, he didn't just walk out. He yeah, jogged you're right. out and you're celebrated right. in the you're end right. show. You're right. I was being too nice. He celebrated his retirement. He took his, his gloves off. off. He was waving. Yeah. He was doing jumping yeah. jacks. Shirt off. He was shirt off guy. Yeah. yeah. Shirt off. Gave himself frostbite, helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are some other things uh, that, that we could have talked about. He said, a Cashanova once, uh, his father texted AB to plead his son's case, saying there was no reason to do this. And AB texts back, "Your son is fired, bro. <laughs> Tell him to make two thousand a week elsewhere." He wasn't making two thousand a week because you weren't paying anyone. What are you talking about? Couldn't even get urgent care for a buck fifty. Yeah, really. Uh, Eddie Brown, Antonio's dad, an arena league legend, was a team VP who was around for the first two nights. Never seen again by the players after that. But Still not seen his, till this day. His own Still dad, missing. His own dad, which, by the way, who knew Antonio Brown's dad was an Arena Football League legend? Who even knew Arena Football League legends were a thing? But his own dad, after two days, is like, you know what? No, I'm out. This ain't going to work. Uh, so apparently Brown's dad reached out to Castronova, the quarterback saying he was planning to take over as head coach and was looking forward to having Cashanova as his quarterback. Cashanova told A.B.'s father everything that had taken place and said he'd never play for his son again. He told A.B.'s dad, this dude is crazy. A.B.'s father responded, I understand. <laughs> wow. That's a nice response from him. Dude, your son's nuts. I understand. Yeah, he's been dealing with it his whole life. He knows. I get it. Yeah, literally Antonio Brown's entire life that that man has witnessed, and he knows what we're dealing with here. It's just something else. He's He's gone on Twitter and That's attacked fellow owners. That is a whirlwind. Right it's crazy there. to see that it started with A.B. because a lot of times you see the dad and you're like, okay, that's where he gets it from. But no, just that's the who dad A.B. is. seems rational yeah. and reasonable. I understand. Thank you. <laughs> yes, you're right. I yes. know. I yeah, got I it. it. I got it. Yes. Yeah. All right, let's give away some tickets. The uh, Folsom Lake Honda contest line. Can I enter for these? No. Oh, damn. It's against uh, rules. 1-800-920-1140. 1-800-920-1140. One lucky caller will win a pair of tickets to go see Dirks Bentley at Harvey's Lake in Tahoe. It's happening August 4th. Uh, again, hit up the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline contest line for your chance to win right now. Looking for caller number 6. 1-800-920-1140. 1-800-920-1140 is that contest line. Caller number 6 wins a pair of tickets to see Dirks Bentley in Tahoe. That would be absolutely beautiful that time of year. Congratulations to caller number six. We have the top spot coming up.